Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Steve Geller will join us at 545. I'm going to throw this to Ian Ozan, who's been watching the situation uh, that has unfolded out in Kansas City with the shooting following the Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, parade and, and rally for their Super Bowl victory. Uh, Ian? And the latest that we've heard, Mike, is that this appears to be related to some sort of fight that happened at the rally. According to law enforcement sources who spoke with CBS News reporters, the shooting uh, appears to be criminally related. They say that an argument or a dispute of some sort broke out. It turned violent. Someone pulled a gun and began shooting. Uh, Those law enforcement officers said it doesn't appear to be the result of terrorism or any sort of extremism. But they did note this investigation is still fluid, still trying to figure out everything that happened, and nothing has been ruled out. Uh, more videos are surfacing of people uh, tackling the gunman, or at least one of the gunmen, and uh, taking the gun away from him and holding that man down until police arrived. We're also seeing more videos where the television crews that were on scene uh, recognized something was happening. And if you listen to the video, you can hear in the background the gunshots ringing out uh, as people were leaving as that uh, celebration was ending. If there's any consolation, none of the Chiefs, the coaches or players were injured, but 12 people, at least 12 people who were on the ground were hit. We're hearing reports of as many as 15 people wounded. One of those victims confirmed by Kansas City police to be dead. Again, a fluid situation. We should have more details coming up in about an hour or so when we come back at six o'clock. Thank you, and we appreciate uh, the reports and uh, keep us all up to date on on that situation. Which so, is, Mike, isn't it we even say that maybe uh, twelve of the uh, individuals might be kids? That's some, like Ian. I think that's some that's, speculation. We're that that hearing happened, some reports yeah. of that, but nothing's been confirmed right, right now. In fact, speaking with some of the folks in Kansas City media up there, they're complaining right now about the disconnect between the information they're getting. They're getting different information from the police department, the fire department, other <laughs> EMS crews who are on the ground. So we're not exactly sure of the ages of the victims just yet, but we do know that Children's Hospital took a bunch of patients in. We just don't know the exact number who were children versus adults well if you have a, a disagreement uh, i don't know and you know and people look we just had mardi gras here and and you look whenever you have a gathering you might have some dispute i don't understand the mindset how any individual could think this could be uh, a rightful outcome or a justified outcome by utilizing a gun now you might say uh, you know people might be in fist fights and all that and uh, and that happens but I never understood how you think you're actually going to settle anything with a gun. I mean, you can have nothing but tragedy. 
I don't know. That's a discussion for a whole nother day. And I was uh, shouting the same thing when the news came down about this being criminally related. And it goes back to a situation we saw in the French Quarter last night, just after midnight, as the mayor and the police chief are doing their sweep of Bourbon Street. A block away, a man pulls a gun, opens fire, trying to intervene in a fight between a bunch of women. So that's an issue that's beyond Kansas City, beyond New Orleans. It's a huger issue of how we as a people can settle our disputes without pulling uh pulling out a gun it's a society issue uh, at this stage and uh you know but uh that's the world we live in today uh sadly but uh it is true ian thanks so much for all the reports we appreciate it and uh keep us up to date and if anything breaks uh let us know we'll do thank you mike thank you ian uh let's go back to our oakland hardjula's talking text line let's go to jonathan and marrera jonathan you're in the huddle with bobby and mike hey gentlemen how y'all doing today all right jonathan all right jonathan I just want to see where y'all thought uh, Vegas would come out with the Saints win total. They got it pretty much spot on the last two years at seven and a half and nine and a half. Yep. We had seven wins and nine wins, respectively. We already saw what the Super Bowl eyes looked like at 80 to one, but just want to think what, pick y'all brains, see where they, you think they would come out on the win loss total this year. I, I think it's going to be the same song and dance like last year. Mike, what do you think? I think uh, it's either going to be eight and a half or nine. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's Eight and a half puts you in the position of make the choice. Eight wins or over that to nine. Yeah, because uh, that's a big jump. And when you put, Mike, when it's at nine, you can't win nine and a half games. Uh, so that's why but you can't be nine, nine and eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so eight, eight so and eight and a half to me yeah, or yeah. nine, I think, is where it's going to fall. And to be honest, I'd say maybe the Bucks get a tick more, and I think the Falcons and the Saints basically sort of the same. Now you don't know what's well, going to well, happen but, at but, quarterback. But Atlanta, Mike. When I look at Atlanta until uh, talk about underachieve. What have they been? Three straight seasons, seven and ten. And, uh, boy, you, you look off the blank. Uh, uh, you know, he, they ain't getting no younger. No, he reminds me of that young Jerry Jones. Uh, they ain't he getting, wants ain't to younger. win. Yeah, and, 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 and he thought. And, uh, and we all th- we saw this t- a couple years ago. They were all in on Deshaun Watson. I mean, the Saints were too now. They, they were, were all in. They were also. But in Cleveland at that stage offered the guaranteed money where New Orleans and Atlanta, they weren't going to do that. And that, that's why Deshaun decided to sign with well, the Deshaun, Browns. Well, Deshaun Watson, too, uh, you know, Mike, he basically— I get it year one. He, he basically grew up, though. You know, when you think about uh, that's why I thought he might be leaning towards Atlanta because Gainesville, Because he grew Florida. up in the area. Gainesville, Georgia is right, Gainesville, Georgia is right by Flowery Branch. So, you know, he went to Clemson and all that. It's a couple-hour drive, but— uh, yeah, that's why I thought he was going to Atlanta, but then that guaranteed money by Cleveland. I know all the owners had to be pissed off with the Browns. What the hell I y'all think doing? that's why Lamar Jackson didn't get a deal from anybody other than the Ravens. I think they all, you can call it collusion or whatever you want to call it, I think it's correct that they will, man, what? We got to nip this in the bud. We, this ain't happening again. <laughs> this, this is not going to happen again with us guys and none of this uh, guaranteed deals across the board. So uh, depending on what happens at, at the quarterback spot for Atlanta, I think will determine exactly where that sort of settles. Well, and, and Mike and uh, Jonathan, uh, I want uh, Charlie, y'all can all chime in. Um, don't you think it's imperative uh, that Dennis Allen gets off to a fast start? We'll you see know, how the schedule yeah, yeah, kind of breaks look how, up. Look how, like, all of because it's a shame uh, Dennis Allen could have got off to unbelievable start. We should have been 3-0. and 
woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, like we two and zero, oh, and how we lost to the Packers. You know, uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we, we, twelve minutes left in the game, we, uh, we got a seventeen point lead. But the point being, like, I don't think Dennis Allen can afford to have a great back end of the season. Let's say Thanksgiving into December, uh, like we did this year. And not have come off to a great start. Uh, that we have to be trending in the right direction, and not be like, oh, we're underachieving. Because uh, every now and then, like you know, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. But you have one all of a sudden uh, come open data or the midway. Oh, we we changing coaches. In other words, Dennis Allen can't afford to start off like one and four. Now I don't know who we play and when and where. Yeah, and and we're gonna that. find that out a little bit later about when you play and who you play. But Bob, they gotta start out quickly it just can't end it where you're winning those games well right i i i think that's what i'm saying you got to get off to a great start now and you might have a law i think it'd be in his best interest uh now if obviously you get off to a great start and if you do have a low because even the 49ers had a low the 49ers lost three straight games in a row. You remember what the hell? What the hell happened? But to look how many W's they had piled up before, before that. Before that, and then all of a sudden they lose three straight games. Oh man, the 49ers—they're not, not what we thought they were. And all of a sudden, then they finished strong. Okay, That's just a, like the Eagles. I think the Eagles were ten and one. Everybody thought, okay, we're gonna flip the switch somewhere. We're gonna flip the switch. We're gonna flip it. Never flipped it. And Tampa kicked them, and it should have been a lot worse. I mean, that Monday night game, Bob, they dominated the Eagles. And, uh, you know, that's why you're so intrigued with football because it is uh, it's the ultimate reality show. The Eagles were 10-1, and one, and look how they fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> now, think about this. Uh, th- that's a big sample size. They're 10-1, and one, and all, everything's rolling for the Eagles and all that. Fly, Eagles, fly, like Steve Geller says. It turned it to cry, Eagles, cry. Uh, they were 10 and 1, and then all of a sudden they couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was a crash landing for them. And uh, boy, uh, Sirianni's lucky uh, because with a very impatient owner, he got another year out of it. Well, he's going to be on the hot seat. If he the, is if on they, a major well, if the, hot seat. If the Eagles don't have a good September, get off to a fast start, he might be gone pecan. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Spot Track, Mike Janitti. Mike, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always great to have you on. Mike, uh, each and every year we get this. Man, the Saints with this salary cap stuff sort of explain what happens. And every year they sort of restructure some deals and they get under the cap and they have a little bit of money to play in free agency. And every year the cap does go up, so you, you do have a little bit of play there. But they've used that for quite some time here. Your thoughts on not just what what is going to be in 2024, the philosophy of them to kind of credit card this and we'll pay it down the line. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the only point to be made here, right? Is when is this thing going to break? Because it's been uh, you know a solid decade of just push, 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 and for the most part, when you've got a team that's contending, that's probably the best strategy for most teams in the league right now. Uh, and, and I think the roster is starting to to not crumble, but maybe not not hold up its end of the bargain in terms of running the credit card constantly this hard every March. So. Uh, you're right. They, they're going to be able to make it work in 2024. There's some peculiar decisions uh, maybe that they haven't had in the past couple of off seasons, but at, at some point in time, uh, moving off of this Derek Carr contract next year with some dead cap and a bunch of void years hitting in 2025, 26 that I'm looking at right now on, on the cap table. At some point in time, there's going to have to be a conscious effort to say, this is going to be a reset year. All right? you, you, just, you can't do this for 20 straight years without having some sort of, of fallout. And, and, of course, that could happen on the, on the football field first and then force the hand. But I, I do think within the next three seasons, three off seasons, there's going to be a conscious move to really kind of cleanse this palate a little bit and, and make them not have to work this hard. Mike, now, uh, you look, dealing with the salary cap and um... – Kai Harley and uh, Mickey Loomis, they've been unbelievable, how you push it down the road. But, uh, look, they're playing within the rules. And I think as a player, as long as you get your money, where you turn the salary into a, a signing bonus, as long as you're getting your money. So you think something like that or the owners are okay with that, uh, you know, because it's all collectively bargained. Uh, and you look, uh, you, obviously, uh, you want labor peace. Uh, so that goes on basically from the last deal for, you know, a decade. I want to say to what is 2030, 31. You correct me if I'm wrong there. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if they like the rules that are in place and also uh, what occurs as far as uh, when you're releasing a player, that June 1st date, uh, how do you break that down? And because you, Marshawn Lattimore is yeah, yeah, in yeah. that spot uh, if they want to move him. You can always make yeah. it, uh, I, I guess, uh, always tweak something to make it better. But what have you looked at uh, the present-day uh, salary cap situation, how teams deal with that under the collective bargaining agreement, uh, particularly, like I said, the June 1st date, and then also uh, tricks of the trade, turning, uh, you know, you negotiate something, mm-hmm. and then uh, the hit, you're able to spread it out. Uh, because uh, turning a salary to signing bonus, uh, how do you look at that from being an expert? Because uh, I'm just a casual observer looking at this. Yeah, and you're in the market that probably does all this stuff to the to the nth degree, right? They're the most maybe the most aggressive right. team, not named the Philadelphia Eagles, to do this stuff. So, so to kind of step back and look at the whole general league in terms of this idea, most most franchises have bought in that this is 
at least in certain cases, right, maybe windows of contention, we just got to do this to keep up with everybody else. Uh, most teams have done that. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm doing a lot of work with the Bengals right now. They don't do this at all. And, yeah. and that is a that's that true. is a decision on their part. I don't, I don't know if that's going to change now with this Joe Burrow contract, but we'll see if it's possible to con- continue to contend without doing this uh, because we're, as, as of now, they have not done so. So um, my thought is that, I, you're right. The, until the cap stops going up 10, 12 million a year in terms of the entire salary cap league, uh, why wouldn't you take advantage of the ability to spread things out over five seasons and just basically make it somebody else's problem down the down the road? And you're right. From the player standpoint, it's cash in hand. It's guaranteed cash in hand. I don't have to wait till week six or seven to get my paycheck for the most part. It's uh, it's win win in terms of the organization for today. But obviously, there's there's pain down the road. As, uh, as you know, the dead cap numbers have piled up in New Orleans on an annual basis. Um, with June 1st and how the CBA works and all that, of course, that, that's the split date to where you don't have to take everything on at once. You can split that over two seasons in terms of the big dead cap hits. And, uh, you know, the league allows you to do that twice per year in terms of an early post 6-1 move. So, you know, you're talking somebody like Marshawn Lattimore, uh, they've done a whole bunch of work with that contract and, and, and you know, in terms of restructuring it already. But for the most part, teams like the Saints and the Eagles and, and to, to some degree San, San Francisco, you just have to get in front of it, right? You have, to, you have to have these decisions made March 13th when it's ready to go because you're going to be in the negatives. You're going to be running right against that line every year. Uh, and there's, no, there's absolutely no tampering involved or anything like that. This is just how it works. And, and I'll go one step further. Uh, now having had a look for a bunch of years at these contracts, most of this stuff is already baked into the cake. Most of this stuff is, is legally language that says at any point in time, the team is able to do this in order to free up cap space. And uh, we're going we're gonna to give you a big check in, in your honor. So it's all going to be good. But yeah, that, that, so it's not only in the CBA, it's basically being baked into contracts at this point, that this is how teams are going to operate. And I'm for it for the most part. I, I think there are certain teams that, that certainly take it to the to the next level, and we'll see if it ever catches up with them like we're talking about here. But uh, I do think it right now with uh, the league so flush with cash and revenue, why not take advantage of something like this? Mike, one of the things we saw Tampa do a little bit of it uh, this past season, uh, you know, with Brady and, and his contract situation. And, you know, you weren't paying <laughs> – uh, your quarterback in Baker Mayfield very much, and sort of a reset of that roster there. The one team, when you talk to people in the league in the NFC South, everybody sort of watches is Atlanta with a ton of cap space. You got a bunch of early picks. The one position they don't have is the most important at the quarterback spot. What do you think will happen there with Atlanta and they do have money to spend out on the open market. And if there's a major move for a quarterback, I think the Falcons would be one of those teams. I thought we were going to go there last year. Uh, I really thought they were going to be in on Lamar Jackson as much as a person could be in on Lamar Jackson last offseason. Uh, and they were very clearly not. So I'm, I'm going to make them the favorites for Justin Fields this time around until they come out on Twitter and say that they are not involved in Justin Fields. Um, but yeah, look, that makes sense. Look where he's look yeah. where he was from, and he went to Georgia. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, yeah there's going to be a war. I mean, there's going to be three, four teams looking at Justin Fields because of the the rookie contract situation and and the, the ceiling that maybe he hasn't hit yet in Chicago. So, like you're right, this is a team that's kind of ready to roll. They've got assets. They've got offensive weapons. They've got an offensive line. 
they got a heck of a lot more going for them than a lot of teams in the league do. So something they can drop and go with, like a Justin Fields, makes a lot of sense over the next couple of weeks here. Now, uh, Mike, uh, what is your take? You know, it's a copycat lead, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at, oh, the Shanahan tree, uh, and then you look at um, the McVay tree with the Rams. I mean, I always say, okay, you can have a scheme, and then, you know, it always goes back to, you know, it changes uh, one decade to the next or a generation, whatever, like uh, the Bill Parcells tree or different, uh, you know, not so much um, – uh, when you think about it, it's not always going to work. Uh, not, Coach Payton, I think, at times, Sean Payton is now with Denver. Okay, he was uh, coaching under him, and he always gives credit uh, to Bill Parcells. Uh, but mm-hmm. the point being that you can have uh, the right scheme. And, you know, and I was telling my wife this. Uh, we were watching um, the Super Bowl, and I go, well, uh, the Saints are going to try and run. <laughs> A lot of those plays, the 49ers are running then. Uh, but then the 49ers have five all-pro players, though. Uh, that does make a same. difference. So I'm saying you can have an awesome scheme, but you still got to have the horses. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. It's the complete package. And, 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 you know, if you're referring to who the Saints just hired from San Francisco, I, I think you're at least getting somebody in here who knows what you need. And now it's a matter of plugging in those holes and, and finding, you know, the, the, the kind of versatile offensive weapons that goes with the system, it's easier said than done, especially for a team that, you know, sits minus 80 with cap right now. But uh, you know how this works. There's always one or two splashes to be made by March. So uh, I think having the mindset, having the ability to know what you need is probably step one, two, and three. And now it's, uh, it's put into the front office's hands to go out and kind of find the weapons you need. It's not like this, this isn't a bare cupboard, right? There's a, there's a lobby, there's a Camara, there's some, there's some weapons here. Uh, it's simply how can you construct this thing around Derek Carr and how can you make it look a little bit like that in San Francisco office that for, uh, what, 17, 18 weeks of the season was one of the more explosive offenses in all football. Mike, uh, when you look at it, the Bears, to me, are sitting in the catbird seat. One, you got money to spend in free agency. You got two early first-round picks. Uh, You got Justin Fields. And I think the big question will not be, kind of how it falls with the top three guys because they could go one, two, three. It could be well be a situation where you see Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, or Drake May, Jaden Daniels, whatever. It'll be one, two, three in that spot. But how teams value Justin Fields, I think, will have an impact on the next group of quarterbacks in this draft class. If it's McCarthy, if it's Michael Penix Jr., if it's Bo Nix, because I think there's going to be more than just one or two teams that are going to have a lot of interest in Justin Fields. Man, if the Bears play this right and be clever, and Bears and clever, you haven't used that in the same term in quite some time, but I really think they got a shot here to really piece it together in a division that now you've seen these juggernaut teams like the Lions and Packers, that they can get themselves back in the hunt. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a huge quarterback draft until it's not, right? And, and that's kind of the Bears' job over the next few weeks is making sure that the Bo Nixes of the world don't get too much love because you've got to make sure you have three or four suitors for Justin Fields when it comes down to March 13th. Uh, you know, after this combine, after everything goes down, you need to make sure that there's a trade candidate because here's the thing, and we saw this with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland after Deshaun Watson was signed, acquired and signed. Everybody in the world knows, for the most part, that Justin Fields needs to be traded. You know, it's, 
it's the elephant in the room. So that that's terrible for trade value. <laughs> when you say you have to trade somebody, that, that, that essentially sinks his value. Uh, I do agree with you, though, that I think Justin Fields has done enough from a value standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, and now having the rookie contract still under his belt to warrant a, a still a good trade trade return for Chicago. And then you're right. Then they're set up with maybe even uh, another high second round pick this year, maybe a second round pick next year to go with everything else you've already mentioned. And this could be an immediate 24 month turnaround for one of the teams that just has been at the bottom of it for a long time. Now, uh, Mike, I still view in the NFL how the rules have changed. You still got to be an accurate passer. Like when I was coming to the that is the 80s, uh, it got to be a 50% passing. Okay, uh, if you 60%, you were considered uh, amongst the best of the best. Now you got to be 70%. So that's why when I look like the Anthony Richardsons of the world uh, with the Colts, now he got hurt. And then I look at Justin Fields. Yes, uh, that's the way we may be trending uh, to be able to ad lib and make more plays with your feet. But I look at Justin Fields at times, he's still like a 51% passer. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame that all on the coach. I mean, uh, or, or how are you being coach? I mean, that to me, now if he was 61%, I said, well, he's not around 70, but uh, I would accept that. But 51%, uh, that, that, that's a red flag to me. Not when you have DJ Moore and Cole Komet on the team. Yes. That, that's the other part of it. But that's right, and and that's the nail right there. Is they they did at least something to give Justin Fields an opportunity to win over the position long term in Chicago. So the fact that we're here, the fact that they're you know at the number one pick here because of Carolina, but also it seems to be leaning towards moving on from Fields. It's going along with everything you're saying. Uh, he had he had a chance to quiet this conversation and make that number one pick you know a trade piece for Chicago, and it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So I'm with you. Uh, and my response for a team like Atlanta would be, I still think Justin Fields is a gigantic upgrade to what they've had right over the past couple of seasons. So uh, I would still take that swing if I'm if I'm somebody like Atlanta. Now, you know, do you know what's going to be sitting there for you at the, in the first round of the draft? Maybe not. That that's something you have to kind of deal with internally. But I, I do think there are teams out there. Uh, look, if Tampa Bay loses Baker Mayfield in free agency, that's another one that, that could easily want to say, we don't want to give this all up yet. We've got a roster that can, that can win. Um, this is worth our time for two seasons, which is really what it would be with the fourth year and the fifth year option. Mike, what kind of money you think Mayfield is going to get if, uh, yeah, if he gets out into the open market? Now, I think still the Bucs, they would be the favorite to re-sign him. But if he would get out there, or even signing with the Bucs, what kind of deal do you think Mayfield was looking at. It has at. to be uh, what uh, twenty five, thirty million uh, because he not uh, now he might want more, but uh, he's not no forty, fifty million dollar quarterback. But I mean, I, you I, said that about Daniel Jones uh, last year. No, too. But, but but I was very proud of Baker Mayfield uh, what he did with the Bucks. Uh, but yeah, he's a tough son of a gun. I, I think he was outstanding, and and I didn't yeah, think he, he would be. You're answering the question for me, and I'm going to I'm going to roll back and say Derek Carr's contract is now the floor. <laughs> that's just that's the going rate for the middle class. You mentioned Daniel Jones. That's another example of middle class, right? Somebody's going to sign sixty million a year, whether it's Tua Tagovailoa, whether it's Dak Prescott. That's going to be the new ceiling for quarterback contracts, uh, really, over in the next two months. So, hey, Bear, you were born to too that, early. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and yes, you're right. All those things, the intangibles about Baker, the way that every locker room seems to love him. 
Uh, it's not unlike the Jared Goff situation in Detroit, where again, that's going to be 40 million plus a year, maybe 45 million a year for Jared Goff. So. Derek Carr's contract becomes the floor for Baker Mayfield if I'm his agent walking under free agency this year. Whoa, that that tells you a lot about where this is going today. Mike, thanks so much for your time, bud. Really appreciate it. Great information and hope to talk to you uh, again real soon. My pleasure, guys. Thank All right, you. Mike, thanks thank so you. much. Uh, Mike Janetta, a, um, and for co-founder and editor at uh, Sport Track. And Bob, you just heard it, what quarterbacks are going to get. And he says uh, the floor is Derek Carr money well, for well, Baker Mayfield. And, and you just think about this. It says modern-day sports, okay, uh, with basketball players, uh, baseball, uh, football. I'm not talking about you can't be in the minor leagues. I'm talking about major league, NBA, and the NFL. So, Mike, if you look at right now – if you could just be a, a significant starter in the NFL at quarterback, not win anything, and, and let's say, Mike, you could play, because I want to play for a decade. I wanna, you're going to be a hundred millionaire. Uh, easily. Uh, easily. It's going to be like that you're going to set uh, future generations and all that, and generational wealth. No, yep. it's unbelievable supply and demand because there's not enough quarterbacks. And all you have to do, I'm telling you, like Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he ever is going to win anything, but where he's at right now, look at Jared Goff and all. Now, he might have a better chance, the Lions and all that. But, Mike, uh, no, it's just the market. You're going to be well compensated. Everyone, we all bitching about, oh, Derek Carr is stealing money. Uh, But that's kind of the market. I mean, uh, Derek Carr is a legit starter. Now, might not win anything, but he's a legit starter in the NFL. Uh, I would say not in the bottom, not in the top 10, but not maybe in top 12. But, Mike, I would say he's like 12 to 15 at least, and that's the market we'll be paying him. That's correct. We'll be back with more sports talk and triple option right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, joined by Steve Geller and Triple Option. Bob, throw it to you first. Well, uh, I haven't talked. I've been saving this. I don't know. I haven't talked about, uh, but I don't know. Uh, what's the over and under uh, win total for uh, the charges? I, I'm interested because I think Jim Harbaugh is going to kick ass. I mean, you might, maybe I just because I personally know I'm going back to the early 80s, but I'm a Jim Harbaugh fan. He's won wherever he's been. You know, University of San Diego, not San Diego State, University of San Diego. Look what he did at Stanford. He made Stanford a tough football team. Okay, he ain't uh, taking over no scrub team uh, neither. Yeah, and you don't think Stanford <laughs> is ever a tough team. Now, we all know the 49ers, they brought him to the Super Bowl loss, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl here in New Orleans to, to John with the Ravens. Uh, then, uh, well, he goes to University of Michigan. But I thought this was interesting. He will be the first former Chargers player to return to uh, the team as the head coach. You know, remember, he played for the uh, Bolts. He played for the Chargers from 1999 to 2000 before retiring after the uh, 2001 season. Now, Harbaugh is the first coach in 26 seasons. Now, think about this. You know, I love history. Oh, I love history. Uh, Harbaugh is the first coach in 26 seasons to win a national title and not return to the school the next season. You know, like you think, oh, I'm going to ride this way, ride this way. I oh, say, Michigan, okay, we, we, I'm going to get a championship. I'm going. You know, is the first coach in 26 seasons. Uh, now, Nebraska's Tom Osborne retired following the 1997 season after the Cornhuskers split the national title with the Michigan Wolverines. So uh, you look at that, that's not happened. 
Now, when I look at Harbaugh and uh, what he's done, uh, and I think it makes sense. Look, uh, he's 60 years of age. Uh, I'll never forget this. Yeah, he actually, because we started winning with the Michigan Panthers in the USFL, and the Lions at the time, they only had uh, Billy Sims, the running back, uh, who does SEC Network. Remember Gary Danielson? Uh, the, he was their quarterback. We were winning. The Lions suck. So they didn't let us use their facilities anymore. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Anthony Carter calls Bull Schembechler, and Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback. So we hanging out at the big house and driving and busting over to Ann Arbor just to have practice. And uh, so that whole atmosphere. So I look at Jim Harbaugh, 60 years of age, uh, an 89 and 25 record in ninth season as his alma mater. Uh, and you look, uh, he went 44, 19, and 1 in four seasons, the 49ers coach. Took him to the Super Bowl 2012 season. And winning records, like I said before, at Stanford and San Diego. I just look at the Harbaugh uh, and, and the prior relationship that he had with the Chargers and the Spanos family that owns the team. Because, like I said, he played quarterback for him. Uh, I just think that's a good relationship because not everyone can get a, along with the, the Spanos, Alex Spanos, and all them. Marty Schottenheimer, uh, 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 right for sure. Uh, the but, crazy thing about that is you too young for this, uh, Gallo. <laughs> but man, Billy Sims before the knee injury, man, Billy Sims was a tilt to field. Oklahoma, guy. man, he could play. Uh, he was unbelievable talent, but then had the major injury. And but was but never but quite Mike, but when you look at. Okay, because there's going to be a team, and Charlie, we all talked about this, and I kind of mentioned, who's going to be this team? Who's going to be the Houston Texans? I think te- everybody would go L.A. Chargers. The, the Houston Texans version of uh, 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 what the uh, Texans did this year. Because the Chargers, what, they won five games? Come on. With yeah, Jeff Harbaugh? Had, I think yeah. they might double that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or more. No, no, but without a doubt. So who's going to be that though. team? Well, whether the Commanders or... The Chargers, that's going to be interesting. Who's going to be the Texans of 2024? Well, i got to see the quarterback for yeah. the commanders. Right, Steve. right. <laughs> uh, giving a shout-out, Steve Spagnolo Didn't have success here, but getting a fourth Super Bowl championship with the Kansas City Chiefs. He also got an extension today. Uh, it's funny seeing the f- Chiefs players there with T-shirts saying, in Spags we trust. That was not the case here, gentlemen. So Amen. <laughs> the scenery, big change for him. Congratulations yeah, on the extensions and a four Super Bowl for Spags. Different uh, outlets are uh, putting this out, but uh, the Saints are expected to hire Derek Foster as their new running back coach. He spent the last three years with the Chargers, so he's coached uh, Austin Eckler, some of the other guys there. Before that, he was at Iowa. And before that, he was a running backs coach and then wide receivers coach at Balmy's Alma mater, Northwestern State Nacogdoches. Oh, he has to know what he's doing for sure. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about all that, but he did coach at Northwestern State and before and right after that at Iowa. Last three years with the Chargers. We'll wait for that official announcement. Clint Kubiak officially announced well, well, as and, the Saints and, OC today. And what I like about Derek Foster, the future uh, Saints running back coach, you always got to represent where you're from. He's from the deep south. He goes, I am proud. I am proud to be from uh, Goshen, or uh, am I pronouncing it right? Goshen, Alabama. Goshen. I'm proud uh, to be from Alabama, uh, where I cut my teeth and grew and learned and matured uh, through my throughout my life. 
Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, and then he went to Southwest Baptist, which is in Missouri. That's why he went to college. He, he, he's paid his dues. Yes, he has. We'll be back with more Sports Talk and finishing up in hour number two right after this break. We're finishing up here in hour number two of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to take you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Steve Gallo. WWE, I want you to experience the National World War II Museum. It's one of the most magnificent museums in the world, and it's right here in our own backyard. You got to go and take the family to explore their five awe-inspiring historical exhibits on their five-acre campus. Go to WWL.com slash contest with an S to register to win a family pack of four tickets to the National World War II Museum from WWL. When we come back right after the 6 o'clock hour, we'll be talking to Ali Cosell. Man, the Pelicans got to put a W up tonight. Washington Wizards, oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you talk about a bad team but we said that monday night and man listen the, the grizzlies made it a game after some really really bad yeah, we shooting. were up by 25 and all of a sudden we made it a game in the fourth quarter but i like i said i've never seen a fourth quarter 14 to 10 <laughs> what? What? we thought we were at a junior high school game yeah. they covered <laughs> we'll be back with more sports talk right after this break on the big 870 we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.